Courtside of the Virtual Hardwood, it's the NLSC Podcast, episode number 285. Andrew with you this week. I'm joined by Ben, who's also known as Arcane in the forum. Hi, diddly ho, podcast aficionados. Welcome back to the show, Ben. It's been a couple of weeks now with a couple of other people uh, filling your chair, but uh, good to chat to you once again about uh, basketball video games, one of our favourite topics, obviously, in this community. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, thanks for those filling in while I was had to be away. Uh, I had family up, so it was a little bit hard to record. My house and my walls aren't as thick or as big as the house when I was staying down in Victoria, so I couldn't really have a quiet space uh, to sort of record in that sort of sense. So, yeah, but it's, it's good to be back now, and, yeah, it was nice spending time with family up here because they hadn't really been up here for, like, nearly five and a half, nearly six years now, so, yeah. Definitely glad that you uh, enjoyed the time. And yes, just just in case people were wondering, we don't have a sound studio where we're recording this. It's kind of a <laughs> an amateur setup, although we like to do uh, as, as a professional job as we possibly can. And now that we're doing it, the new format of the shows, of course, Ben, I think a lot of people have been giving us some nice comments about, obviously, the interview about with uh, interview with Tim Kitzrow, naturally. I keep mentioning that because that was a, a geek out moment for me, as I mentioned last week. <laughs> uh, also great to have uh, Izzy on the show, Izzy Snow. Uh, from the community. Uh, Kenny was back on the show last week filling in and uh, I'm sure he'll be back on from time to time as well when he can uh, fit us in and we can all meet up or either two-man booth or a three-man booth which is always challenging but fun with the three of us. Uh, I yeah. suppose at some point at some point we'll need to do it uh, all in the same room. I think that will that might work a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Try, trying to do a, a multi-man booth, uh, multi-person booth with uh, people on, over Skype is not always easy. You've got to throw it around the room, a bit of editing but... Uh, We've had some good shows, I, I feel, in the past with that, but another good show this week. Certainly hope so. That's certainly our aim each and every week. Uh, we're talking about a decade of dominance for NBA 2K, and uh, I think it's fair to say, Ben, that the game has been quite dominant as the uh, as the premier brand of basketball gaming, the sim brand, I should say. Um, I suppose even basketball gaming in general over the past... Uh, long, it's been great for more than that, but it's certainly the last 10 years when it's really taken off as a, the strength of the brand. Yeah, I think it's it's been really since yeah the last 10 years where it's it's been the number one on on the market because i think it was officially a sort of around live 09 like the live 09 tk9 battles sort of when it all the releases and that i think that's when it finally took over from the live series and that and being the number one selling one so yeah it, it's... it, it, it was uh, even though it was getting a lot of praise from gamers and also uh, metacritic scores of course it was it was i guess seen as the better game for a few years before that, and certainly with the move to the seventh generation, that was, a lot of people felt that with Live 06s uh, stumbling on that generation. But yes, uh, Live 09, 2K9, that was the year, uh, 10, 11 years ago, basically, when it did pass, it jumped out ahead in sales as well. And it was a little bit of a gap at first, got a, a little bit bigger uh, the next year again in uh, with, with Live 10 and 2K10. And then, of course, with the whole NBA Elite 11 debacle, uh, uh, 5 million to zero is quite a... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's quite a one-sided battle there as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, and from there, even with Live's comeback uh, and, and all the, the history of Live and everything, and we've talked about what Live needs to do to, to get better, uh, but, it, but in the meantime, 2K has gone from strength to strength, and it is the dominant brand to the point where it is it is the game people think of when they think of, of the possible video games. So you, you and I growing up in the 90s, we would have said NBA Live, obviously, because that, that was the premier brand at the time. And even yeah. even through the early 2000s, Live was still, his reputation was still pretty good, apart from a couple of releases early in the decade. And then it picked up with that 2004 to 06, 
was a really strong run for for live but then with that seventh generation leap uh 2k leapt out in front and then got the sales and uh to that point it's uh, just nba 2k19 the current game obviously has just passed nine million copies sold yeah uh yeah which is it's it's looking like it's setting records so in terms of uh, speed to uh, yeah, the amount of time it's taken to reach the sales figure. Uh, last year's game by August 2nd uh, had surpassed 10 million sales, so uh, it's looking like it's it's on track to potentially beat that um, in, t- in terms of, you know, we might hear it by end of well, yeah, I mean, maybe by the end of June or July in that sort of sense that we might hear of the 10 million sort of sales figures and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's hard numbers to ignore given that, uh, like, in, in terms of there's no way disputing that it, it, it's going to be topped in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, that the, you know, there's a lot of AAA games that, you know, spend years in, in development that that barely even make that sales figures like i know spider-man took about three months i think to potentially reach that yep. you know that game was a development for a few years so the fact that 2k are able to release a title each year and you know sale get sales of you know eight nine ten million plus each year that's that's pretty tough and in a niche market in terms of sport too, like you know, it's, it's, absolutely. And we've said before, basketball is that then kind of a niche of a niche uh, demographic in some respects. Sports games and then basketball gaming on top of that. Um, I, I guess it's kind of interesting that it's it's still up there and may possibly surpass last year's sales figures because we did wonder with all the backlash to NBA Two K eighteen and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, not buying the game again," uh, but they did, and, and I suppose you know. You you had that as well because you said that you wouldn't buy it, but then you felt compelled when it went on sale to to pick it up anyway, which which is fine. I mean, obviously, I've been playing the game and enjoying it, so I'm not uh, not not uh, trying to criticize you for enjoying the game, Ben. Don't want to come across like that, but but I think a lot of people, despite feeling that frustration and saying, "Up, no, that's it, I'm taking the year off." And I know Kenny took the year off in 2K18, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people have wanted to take that year off or said they would, and but it hasn't really hurt the sales. And in fact, if you look at the recurrent revenue, also mentioned in this uh, VentureBeat.com article, also mentions that the uh, recurrent spending, recurrent revenue, has grown uh, 20% overall for the publisher, so for, for 2K Take 2. So it really, all, all the bad publicity and all the for all the threats we made as, as gamers and as a community hasn't really affected the success or the sales of the game. And as much as we complain about microtransactions, we're not really voting with our wallet. Yeah, it's... It's it's kind of sad, you know, that we're still sort of, you know, for all the the rhetoric that was going around, and that it it, it didn't seem like it did anything. So then it probably won't change the attitude of the publisher, and that they'll go, and the shareholders will go right. Well, we've fully sucked at them now. We can we can try and push the push the limit again, and what we could do, and try and find different ways to milk and nickel and dime everyone and that so that's that's the frustrating thing about it is yeah it because of it all especially the increase in recurrent revenue spending factor it 
it won't affect the, the change that needs to go into the game to make it a better product again like it used to be in terms of things uh, instead of it just being a, a slot machine in a sense where it's just easy money for and it, yeah becoming less of a well, what I'm feeling is less of a actual enjoyable product because it's it's yeah being designed in such a way just to manipulate cash more of a product than an experience i mean it's kind of yeah, those yeah. are kind of uh, wanky buzzwords to a certain expect <laughs> a certain uh, extent but yeah I, I get what you're saying and i think a lot of people do feel that way and it's something we'll definitely talk about as we as we get into it over the show because it, there has been that change where it used to be about getting that uh, premium premier sim experience and all the detail and the level of detail on things like uh, uh, the jordan challenge and things like that earlier in the decade and now it's it has gone to that recurrent revenue model where it feels like some of the attention is not really given to some of the finer details or, or, le- or fixing up legacy issues it's more about okay how do we get how do we make that money as you said yeah and you know that was you know what 2k was apparently opposed because there was you know, upset with the way EA were doing things, or you know, trying to trying to, but now they've just, you know, become, in a way, like everything they've, they were apparently weren't supposed to be in that. So it's like the money got to their head, and yeah, it, it is funny how they do criticize EA. They obviously have a very anti EA uh, bias because of the uh, history there with the development of that uh, Dreamcast version of Madden, I believe it was, that fell apart. Uh, it's there's a very bitter history there with visual concepts and EA. I mean, EA has not always has had some tenuous relationships with gamers and other developers alike. I mean, you look you look at some of the things EA has done with uh, acquiring small companies and yeah. shutting them down. Whatever. So I mean, it's I certainly don't mean to absolve uh, EA of some of their sins over the years because <laughs> as gamers we could we could mention quite a few. And there was the whole uh, uh, I guess the the Battlefront. Battlefront a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was like last year. And then also, if you look at Anthem this year, it hasn't formed well in a lot of ways. And it... Yeah. So, so I mean, we're not, we're not trying to uh, uh, shill for EA here. But I, th- I think the point is it's, it's sometimes frustrating that people don't get as upset with 2K as they do uh, with EA. Yeah. But I, I suppose it goes to show if, they d- if you do put out a product that people will enjoy uh, to some extent, at, at the very least... They'll, we'll put up with a lot of things, basically, from uh, from developers, and accept that this is part of the business today. And, and I suppose it's always been. You go back to the the arcades was all about people putting money in machines. Yeah. So, so microtransactions, I guess, in a way, are nothing new. It's it's just the way it used to work. You know, all the all the quarters they would suck down in the in the arcades back in the eighties and nineties uh, before console home consoles and uh, and compu- both console and, and computer games desktop games uh really took off and, and replaced that arcade experience especially with online and everything but yeah and uh, just sort of also looking at you know comments that andy pitchford made when he was you know talking about borderlands 3 you know he's trying to say that there was no microtransactions in games and it was like you know pay to win mechanic like things that he was interpreting was like pay to win mechanics and and season pass stuff or but the fact that you could actually put um purchase cosmetic items is still technically my transaction but mm. uh, he didn't recognize that as a or understand that to be a a microtransaction in a lot of ways so and you're when, saying it's dlc well kind of 
splitting hairs yeah. on, on the definition. A yeah, bit. yeah. I mean, he was saying you know the the stuff that they're doing will be similar to like Borderlands Two, but even still, that was a microtransaction because again, it was just buying skins or things yeah. like that. But yeah, he the, the way he interpreted what a microtransaction is is. Uh, yeah, like season pass stuff or uh, pay to win mechanics and things like that. So, and when you know, Game Informer, you know, they tried to clarify what he was stating, and then it was like he he said this, but the fact that you can still buy as many items is still a microtransaction, and then that just caused a massive storm. So, oh, uh, you know, when Pitchford went on a rant and it attacked, uh. Games Informer for clarifying something, and you know he played to be a victim in this case. But yeah, the, you, whether it's the initial thing I'm trying to make with this is you know sometimes I, well, you know is the definition of this stuff sort of being a microtransaction, or you know how do developers sort of see it as a microtransaction? I guess and yeah, so uh, I guess and, and as consumers, we we will justify practices if we like the company, if we like the product, we'll say yeah. well, it's, it's just a. a everyone's doing it which they are and that, yeah. that is that is certainly true that it's not just 2k that's doing it it's i, I guess we talk about it in our community because we're focusing on basketball games but but certainly others do it as well uh, but despite all this uh, 9 million copies sold for nba 2k19 so far it's at, at this time uh, 2k as a whole is the best uh, best-selling uh, basketball gaming series uh, none of the individual titles have actually cracked the top uh, top 50 or so of all time best-selling video games. I'm just looking at the list on Wikipedia. Uh, I'm not sure how up-to-date these numbers are, but currently it's got Minecraft atop at 176 million. Yeah, I think um, that's pretty new because I think Minecraft, that uh, announcement was just a couple, about two days ago. And uh, Tetris is actually second. Of course, it's came out in 84, uh, as all great things do. Um, <laughs> no bias at all. Uh, 170 million. Of course, that's Tetris has appeared in many forms on many platforms over the years, so it's yeah. uh, cumulative. Um, do we have one on the current generation yet? Yes, the, the, there's a PlayStation VR version, Tetris 99, I think it is, or something like that. All oh, right, so we, we've got to get a new Tetris. That's, uh, that's we can get a new Tetris, but we can't get a new NBA Jam. Go figure. Um, <laughs> still salty, um, and, and of course, by all means, get Tim Kitzrow back to do the voice for that. It's <laughs> absolutely need Tim back for that. Um, yep. uh, third is uh, GTA 5, 110 million, and see with a game like uh, GTA 5, that that set records that that 2K can't reach. I mean, it's the same company, so they all benefit from it, I suppose. But, I mean, a game like that's got more general interest, obviously. Yeah, and you, and wider, you broad appeal, and, yeah. Um, new Super Mario Brothers, uh, Duck Hunt, of course. And, of course, Duck Hunt was packaged with the uh, NES back in the day yeah. as well. So, <laughs> kind of a, a packing game you, you comes with the, with the console. It's, it's going uh, to sell a lot of copies that way. Uh, Mario Kart 8, I'm just picking some at random. Uh, FIFA 18 is actually, I think, one of the few sports games on there, on the, oh, wow. with uh, 24 million. So, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, I believe, the yeah, the original one, uh, 1991, with uh, just under 24 million. Um, I don't think there's... I don't see Fallout on here, but I have heard that Fallout has sold... It's somewhere in there. Fallout 4, I should say. Um, but... Yeah, so, so obviously the games that have that wider appeal and that only come out once or once every, or you only game every few years are going to sell a little bit better. People are going to skip iterations here or there. But clearly not many because the last few years uh, 2K has been up around that 8 to 10 million. So yeah. it has been selling incredibly well. Um, and it's, it's some of the best-selling games that they've been doing and yet the uh, you know we haven't necessarily felt their 
possibly the best games in the series so far. I mean, that's there's a lot of nostalgia for 2K11, I suppose, and I do think that is still a tremendous game. But I, uh, I actually probably prefer 2K13 to 2K11 because of the right stick dribbling. Yeah. And uh, well, well, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how it how it got to where it is. Obviously, I mean, the demise of EA, or M- <laughs> sorry, I should say, the demise of NBA Live, the fall of NBA Live. Is a, is a big reason for that because it became the only, for a long time, really viable option for yeah. uh, for games. But for, for, for people who wanted the sim experience anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was sort of thinking about all this just like earlier today while just before recording and, uh, and it, it really sort of did begin, we'll say sort of around that mid-2000s where... Um, where EA may have started to drop the ball in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, sort of after, you know, EA introduced, like, the dunk contest and stuff like that and All-Star Weekend, that's kind of where they started to sort of not be innovative or, you know, they sort of just started releasing the same sort of thing. And, you know, from there, you know, they didn't focus on things like some signature, like, real signature animations and things that, you know, they kind of did with Superstar Freestyle stuff, but it wasn't broad enough and, you know, not all the animations were more unique or individual for that player in reflecting their style, whereas 2K was starting to really implement that sort of stuff. Um, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of things in where they started to sort of drop the ball in, in, in that sort of area. And then, you know, it sort of came to that next generation with PS3 or, or Xbox 360 the first really two years and then PS3 after that and yeah there was I mean releasing a, a broken shell game and didn't represent especially if you look at the Live 06 trailer you know that was a really cool kind of trailer and, yeah yeah I remember that was that was that CGI that trailer though yeah yeah, uh, yeah that, the, and I think that was a big problem that what they were doing yeah uh, even even up to I think live fourteen or live thirteen when they had those teasers for live thirteen, a, a lot of it I think they were still using the CGI and it uh, it it was a bit misleading obviously. Yeah, well you know two K also did it with when KG was a cover boy because it was like the camera pan and but they've kind of reached that fidelity in, in terms of the mm. detail and stuff that was in that sort of thing yeah in in now but yeah it took a few years in in terms of that because was that was that two K ten. No, that would have been two K uh, uh, nine. Yeah, that's right. Two K two K nine. Yeah, it was Kobe. Was two K ten? Kobe. Yeah, it was yep. Kobe. Yeah. So, you know, it took them a few years, but they kind of they pretty much had kind of released uh, reached that fidelity level that they were trying to show in that that CG trailer and stuff like that. Um, you know, especially if you're probably playing on like a PS4 Pro or an Xbox uh, One X and stuff like that, you might sort of get again that 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 fair bit closer to to what they were trying to do with that um but i think you bring up a great point about ea about nba live uh peaking in the early to mid 2000s because they were still doing some very creative stuff at that time yeah and then it, it they kind of moved away from it and they uh, went to the new tech as they went to the new uh new platform when, when the xbox 360 came out and they uh, when it was a launch title there i believe uh nba live 06 that is uh and it, it just yeah, they're just struggling to to come back from a few, so many missteps. Whereas 2K has been far more consistent, just building and building, and they've 
the other thing that 2K has done is been creative and pushed the envelope and added all that extra detail to uh, first association mode and now my league and my GM, yeah. for example. I mean, uh, Live, Live 2000, which brought franchise mode to basketball gaming and I suppose gave it its name along with the other EA titles uh, that year, um, if I remember my history correctly, and I may or may not be accurate on that one, but I know that Live 2000 at least was the first one with the fully fr- fleshed out franchise mode called franchise mode. Uh, 2K, NBA 2K, the first game in the series didn't have it. It only had a single season mode. Um, and But 2K1 brought in its uh, association mode. So was it, was it association at the time? I know that's when they brought in their multi-year mode anyway. And yep. as they continued to develop that as association, they were just putting in more depth and all kinds of details. Uh, everything was small from like all-star voting, for example, to all the different... Uh, options with roster management and, and live was just kind of stagnating they, they changed things up a bit when they uh, did the revamp to dynasty mode in live 2004 and then they did the push dynasty on the 360 and ps3 version of live 08 but yeah we, we just started losing the detail we lost all-star weekend in yeah. uh, nba live 10 uh, a lot of people feel nba live 10 is the peak of the series uh, again i feel it's uh probably as far as an all-around product nba live 06 pc is probably the best uh live game i feel to, to this day um, yeah, for, for me i'd say yeah between live 05 live 06 in terms yeah. of pc i think 360 ps3 i think for me technically uh in terms of depth was live 09 09 yeah and i mean there was some really good improvements in 10 but i think live 09 was a far deeper product and well it, it had the all-star weekend if nothing else yeah but so it, it, was, it was it was also moves around the basket there was more animation types more signature content the, the training stuff you could do with your teams and this, you know there was there was still some really good depth and, and so they they had the they had the ability to go you know make the game a lot deeper and, and but yeah they just and live 010 was a little bit lighter in terms of um modes and that which was yeah and and again animations and stuff i mean they they changed the way some of the animations were done so uh that was one thing where I did, you know, it was more trying to be less canned stuff. and But, yeah, there was still a, a greater depth in terms of the quantity and quality, even in some ways some quality of the animations in Live 09 and that. So, And, and then the second patch just ruined the game, kind of, well, yeah, really. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was a problem shame. there. But And, and then again, to bring it back to 2K, while that's, while that's all happening, 2K is just... Po- bringing everything onto the next generation, or what was the next generation at the time, just building on what they have, building and building and staying the course. And then it comes to the real turning point was 2010. You've got, they've already taken over in sales. They've taken over in uh, critical reception. And, and then, of course, the debacle with NBA Elite 11 just leaves them completely unopposed. They sell 5 million copies of NBA 2K11. Uh, they bring in Michael Jordan, the Jordan Challenge. He's the cover player the nostalgia effect is high. The current NBA product is, is great as well. They follow that up with NBA's Greatest. Even in a lockout year, they managed to do something awesome with the game with NBA's yeah. Greatest the following year in uh, 2K12. So they were just going from strength to strength, uh, build, building on what they had. Uh, they were... I think the thing that really held me back from getting into 2K was that for, for all the great things they were doing up until uh, 2K13 was the controls. Yeah. Because the, the, the isomotion... If 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 that's what you grew up playing and knowing, you probably think it's great. 
Uh, I think when Live introduced the right stick dribbling with freestyle control in Live 2003, it, it did change, you know, it's a, it's an overused cliche, I know, but it, it was a game changer. It, they, they did change the game, adding those controls, because it was no longer about just pressing a button to do crossovers and whatnot. Yeah. And I, I always thought, felt that Isomotion, the original Isomotion, where you'd be holding down the trigger and moving the the, slit, the left stick, the player movement to do the controls, always felt very clunky to me. I, I mm. and I as much, I could see the good things Two K was doing, but I, I just couldn't get it. Just didn't feel right on the sticks. And yeah. I it got better over time, but I think when it really Two K just got great on the controls is when they finally did take right stick dribbling in Two K thirteen. Well, yeah, I mean, I. I'll second that because I know I broke three PC controllers. Um, As play, frustration. Yeah, and you know, I don't normally do that. So, yeah, uh, you know, to to go through that many controllers in a, in about a two year process is not a good sign that that, that the controls that you're hoping for weren't there because you're just frustrated. It's like, yeah, I mean, I still have those kind of moments in the game still <laughs> where it's like just poor animation choices or like mm. just de- delays yeah yeah something yeah so it's like so, something you're like sure yeah but but we're trying to get into it so you, you know exactly what i'm talking about trying to get into the controls and yeah. it's again it wasn't about me i i suppose we've always had that live bias to a certain extent because it's the, the game we grew up with and we were certainly used to those controls mm. but it, it for me it was never about hating 2k or wanting them to fail or go away it was more like oh i'd be happily play another game because i did play other nba games growing up as well other i'd check out other games but for many years live was the most consistent uh, gold standard for the for the time for the sim games for the five on five games but then 2k came along and, and was doing great things and i could see that but yeah i, I just didn't like the way it felt on the sticks with the with the isomotion but then they kept refining it it got better and better uh 2k 13 which is still one of my all-time favorite games i, I love 2k 13 uh, it's what got me into my career, actually. <laughs> it's what it's what made me fall in love with getting assists. So a lot of nostalgia for 2K13, but, but taking the right stick controls, and, and I think that's something that uh, Live uh, 2K has done very well. Is that I mean, people make fun of Live and say, oh, they don't have good ideas. Live has had some great ideas. The 2K has some of them, 2K has come along and, and taken some of them and done them better. And you know, we, we were talking earlier in the year about the WNBA coming to 2K. You yeah. know that, that it's if they put that. Uh, put that in there with some kind of a season mode or a career mode, uh, it, it'll be another idea of something that Live did first, just as Live did franchise mode first, but now my league is one of the best, if not the best, uh, franchise modes in sports gaming, certainly basketball gaming, but maybe even sports gaming uh, as a whole. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about that there'll be times where EA, like, they'll, they'll introduce something, but they don't really do much with it they don't progress it they don't evolve it they just move on to another thing or focus on something else and it's like well there's the ability to tune this maybe improve this make it deeper like what 2k did with franchise and gm modes and all that shit they 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 continued working on it and yeah it's to the point where there's there's almost not much more you can do with it in a lot of ways. So, yeah, because it, it's that deep already and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's it's one of the sad things that EA has neglected to do. And again, it sort of comes into with superstar freestyle stuff. You know, that seems 
like a step to introduce signature animations, mm-hmm. but play differentiation. Yeah, stuff, yeah. But it it didn't really evolve from there. You know, for me that was, seems like a first step because that's when I saw like two around like two K five or six or whatever it was. I think it was where I could see them adding a lot of signature animation stuff, and I was mm. like. Okay, this this seems like the right thing. This is definitely the step that need, the game needs to go in terms of, you know, really trying to bring that authenticity, you know, of players playing like the like the uh, virtual cells or you know the virtual cells playing like the real cells and stuff yeah. like that. So it was yeah, like, but yeah, there was no real follow through. I, I saw it as a short term step in terms of. We'll do it for this way this year, but next year we'll have it more as a fleshed out mode and, or a flesh, fleshed out feature set in terms of animations and, you know, more, again, individual, uh, individualized for the players and all that stuff and really... So, that was yeah, there was that misstep there um, in and terms yeah, of like, like follow through. It didn't happen, uh, but, but 2K did. Yeah. They, they, they were pushing forward. They were putting all the details into... Again, like I go back to what they, I said about association mode, and I've gone back and ha- having played a lot more live than 2K during that period, I've gone back for some Web at Wednesday features and whatnot, and looked at association. And like, man, the, I, I was I've really missed out because <laughs> I had look, I love my uh, live six dynasty with the Bulls. It was one of my all time favorite uh, experiences on the virtual hardwood. One of my favorite basketball gaming experiences, without a doubt. But yeah, association just uh, just so much deeper. And it just kept getting deeper, and it, while, while live just wasn't really making the progress, kind of spinning its wheels, and even though it was the innovator, yeah. And it, uh, it, it, I think live has still done the All Star Weekend better than any other game to date. Yeah, um, and, I, and I, the I, fact I mean that, that is one thing, but we've lost it. That that is the problem. And two Ks removed things as well, but it's found a way to bring them back. Whether it's crew mode, or you know, in some kind, uh, I suppose now there's basically been replaced by two K Pro Am, yeah. and they've got the. T- the, the deep career, the deep franchise modes. Uh, to your point about the, the animations, keeping building on those signature animations uh, as the years went by, and whereas, whereas Live has kind of gone up and down with, with how many. So, so Live wasn't... It was very, it's very easy to see how uh, 2K overtook Live because 2K because Live was always trying to rebuild and come, come up with these ideas rather than working on what they had or, or coming up with new ideas that would enhance what was already there. Uh, kind of throwing out the script and rewriting it almost. And, yeah. and NBA Elite 11, I suppose, is the most triumphant. <laughs> I mean, triumphant's not the right word, but certainly the... Uh, uh, if, if, if a failure the great, could be a triumph... The greatest example of that. It's, 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 it certainly is the, the prime example, yeah, yeah. of uh, trying to reinvent the wheel and, and bringing in those NHL controls and everything and just how, how much it set the, the series back. We've discussed that in articles and the podcast before. And and two K, two K didn't. And I mean that's that's held two K back in some respects as well because two K does have some legacy issues that uh, some of them have been in the game for a, a couple of generations now, which is which is not great. But I guess the is one of those things where the the good makes up for the bad. Yeah. In, in some respects, uh, the, their online support obviously remains uh, an nice issue one. as as well. So. And, and and talking about the net code and everything, I, I mean, 2K certainly has its issues, which we've talked about as well before. But they kept building on what they had. They didn't chop and change, start over from scratch, and try and uh, reinvent the wheel. Uh, just kept building on what they had. 
and the game just kept get, get, getting better and better. So even if there were a couple of releases, kind of, kind of around the 2K6, 2K7 mark, where I felt that, f- funnily enough, considering how it is now, but I felt Live's animations were better at the time. Yeah. And, and looking back, I, 2K does have some funky Duncan layout animations where they play his hands are clipping through the rim even more for than the time. So I do feel actually Live at, live at the time arguably had the more polished-looking animations. Uh, 2K had a, had a few more animations, but they didn't look quite as good. And they, they've they're flipped now, whereas 2K has easily the superior animations. And it's just something that they just kept working on, and they, they turned their weaknesses into strengths and just stayed the course and put all that, all that attention to detail as well. And, and it's just... You can you can see how they got here, basically. Yeah, you know, and the other thing to take into account too is you know, after the whole Elite Eleven dilemma, no Live Twelve release because they were moving the studio to Tiburon instead of Burnaby and that, and so there was no Live Twelve release because they were you know hiring new staff and they were you know they were looking at what went wrong with Elite Eleven. And, you know, from what... And then there was no thir- Life 13 release in, in a lot of ways because the game wasn't ready yet, it wasn't polished. So when Life 14 came around and, you know, being on a next-gen console and, you know, there was high hopes that, you know, it's been, like, four years, you know, something should be ready. Yeah. And, yeah, it was... It, it wasn't up to par. And, then it, you know, especially when, you know, there was some... Like the dribbling animations look great though. The courts and the co- with the ignite engine and that still look better than 2K's. Like yeah, just the the visuals and the lighting and aspect and that for the most part. And yeah, the stadium courts ball look better than 2K in that area still. Um, but when 2K dropped the OMG trailer, there was like it was like a holy shit moment. It was like yeah, that's that, what that next gen. Should, yeah, that's what next this next gen should look like in that mm. and. You know, we've talked about it as well on previous podcasts that lately the the game is sort of for two K is sort of even in some parts taken a visual step backwards in terms of player textures and models and all that. I'm trying lighting. to remember trying yeah, the lighting. Um I'm trying to remember which version of two K had at least seven different types of player model shapes, like skinny, thin and I wanna yeah. say sixteen. I, I think it was around that era. Yeah, 16. I, yeah, you know, and and like now it's it's still technically really just a one size fits all system. So there's you know some backwards, you know, some steps backwards there, face sculpting elements, you know, in terms of customization, taking some step backwards. Despite I know the main focus now is the whole face scanning, but the apps are still not the greatest in terms of being consistent. Or you know, if you got an older phone, in, in terms of you know the the app might not work on the version of the operating system you got on it. Um, so yeah, there's there's still a couple of little areas of both games could in, in terms of doing that improve on. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to. Well, well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's the 2K made that first great first impression again. Yep. Whereas once again, Live had the setback on the new generation. Yep. And then 2K hit the ground running once again. Although I didn't really like 2K14 that much, and I went back and played it recently and was reminded that I, I was a bit unimpressed with it at the time. 
Uh, I think it's and, and it was some of the same problems I had with 2K14 last gen, the PC version, which was yep. the, still the PS3 uh, 360 port. Uh, 2K14 is not really my favorite uh, game. Maybe I just had really high expectations after loving 2K13 so much. Uh, yep. But I think the one thing, obviously, that that's been, that's been great. But the, the one thing you can say about 2K that it's it's done really well, and it goes back to what we've said about what live needs to do, is that 2K has done a great job of appealing to everyone and appealing to people, appealing to gamers across the board within the basketball gaming community. Because if you're a franchise gamer, you've got actually you've got two modes. You can have the RPG based my GM, or you can have the more old school sandbox experience of my league. You want the career modes, you've got my career, but that also extends into the connected experiences of uh, Pro-Am and, and Walk-On, Jordan Rec Center, and the Playground. Yep. Um, you've also got the card collecting modes with my team, and, and with that kind of mode, there's a lot of different sub-modes within my team, and also even in Play Now, you've got the uh, Play Now Online, you've got all those different uh, was it all-star team-up and th- things like that they've done over the years. There's just been so much that it's very hard for you to... It's very hard to not find something you want to play in 2K, yeah. unless you're not enjoying the gameplay for one reason or another, or which was kind of how we felt with 2K18, although the microtransactions and everything turned itself as well in the online. Yeah. But but we still played quite a bit of my career and the, and the online modes that year. So we still found something that we were interested in, whether we, we didn't enjoy it as much as previous is, but we were still interested in it. Whereas, with say, with Live19, for, for example... I'm not feeling as good about Ultimate Team this year. I don't really want to play another career mode. Uh, so it's been very hard for me to actually get hooked on the game. Fr- franchises, apparently, because I was talking to Izzy about it a couple of weeks ago when he was on the show, and apparently it, Franchise is actually, despite not being as deep as my league, has it, been quite uh, quite enjoyable. So I uh, might give it another look. But it, it, then, then, you, then you see the depth that my league goes, and it's hard to sometimes go back to that bare-bones franchise mode as well. Yeah. But the point is... The 2K has found a way to appeal to people. That's why, which, whichever uh, form of virtual basketball you prefer, unless you want the complete arcade experience like at Playgrounds or a Jam, you can get it from basically from 2K. So that that has been such a strength for the game that uh, it's it's made the product as successful as it has. It's made it cool. It's made it uh, a brand that's gone beyond basketball gaming. It's got the or. I guess individual gaming we've got with all the online gaming, the 2K Sports, uh, NBA 2K League, the esports league, and, and all the tie-ins with the NBA and all those kinds of things. It's uh, yeah, it's it's gone beyond uh, anything that it uh, it was. Even even when it was doing some good things earlier on, a couple of generations ago, it, it's just become a juggernaut. So it's it's no surprise to see sales numbers like the uh, the latest ones. Yeah, um, you know, I've sort of been thinking about this topic a bit, um, and I can sort of seeing it. Like a similar comparison would be sort of this generation would be the, the console thing, and it, like with Microsoft and Sony, and that you know uh, Microsoft in in this case it would is would be EA in, in this in um, in in this comparison, and that you know the, their messaging was and their what they were trying to do just didn't sit well you know, all the fumbles and all that stuff that they had to correct, you know, it's, it's taken time and, it, and, you know, whereas Sony in this case, and, and for the metaphor it would be 2K and that, you know, simple, clear message. This is, we are, this is for, for gaming. And again, this relates to the OMG trailer. It could be like when Sony announced the, the price point 
the the policies where you know it's not going to impose twenty four hour line constant restrictions. You don't need a uh, you don't need to verify it. You can share your games and all that. So that's that's a sort of yep. similar type thing then, and you know that you know obviously now with PlayStation reaching but nearly a hundred million units is and sort of stuff sold and you know 2k looking at trying to surpass 10 million units and all that stuff so yeah it's it's um yeah a similar contrast in in comparison between the yeah i, I can things. see that comparison yeah yeah it makes it makes sense and it's they've stayed the course they yeah. had a clear vision much much like sony did with the with the ps4 uh yeah. they got got it made a few uh few digs at the opponents opposition yeah. as well which certainly didn't hurt uh, their um uh, their standing didn't didn't you know, made them look uh yeah, sharp and with it and everything so yeah. i mean i lie 2k is still taking shots at live there, there of course was the uh the, the, the glitch uh t-pose there's the player thoughts in, in my league some uh, i saw it posted on twitter uh, earlier today actually where it's a player who's injured. What he's thinking says, "I feel as bad as when playing a game from another developer or something like that." Like it's a pretty blatant below the belt shot. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. f- there's I'm there's not, another I'm... one where you have a cutscene and you go to your dorm and um, and you know he talks. You know you've just beaten James Harden and the Rockets yep. and, that, and he gets no. James Harden likes to play a different game. Yeah. So, so there's so blatant there's little gigs of... there. There's these little digs, which I, I, you kind of understand because there is that animosity there because of the history. Uh, I, I don't love it. I think it makes 2K look very petty. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to use the same quote twice in a week, actually, here. Uh, the the, the uh, Marge Simpson quote from uh, Saturdays of Thunder, the, episode, the season three episode of The Simpsons, uh, where the, the soapbox uh, derby racing. Yeah. And, he, and, and Bart's taunting Nelson at the end, and she says, you know, there is such thing as being a bad winner. And, and I think 2K has been a bad winner at times, but then again, with the success of the games, it's kind of like, it's well, there's only one way to shut them up, really, and that's to, to beat them at their own game. And, and, and that's been very hard, because Live has continued to struggle while 2K has, uh, was, has gone from strength to strength in so many ways. But at the same time, these last few years, it's felt like they really should have slammed the door on Live, but not just... Live has made a couple of good moves and, and improved. But I think that the, what 2K has done has when we touched on at the top of the show obviously with the microtransactions and everything it has made them look uh ea like i suppose basically yeah for lack of a better word it's it's made them it has killed some of that goodwill they one, one thing 2k doesn't do well uh whether it's error messages in the games uh problem with your connection uh, no problem with your servers mate <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing they do is communication and pr is not very well and I mean, you can, the whole thing that goes back with Ronnie 2K and that this is not a Barbie game, the day before they drop a, a, a trailer about shoes tra- yeah. that, you can, that you can purchase for your player. And, you know, this is not a Barbie dress-up game. Oh, by the way, here are the shoes you can get for your player this year. Really? Like, that's... <laughs> and, and he had to know that trailer was coming too, so that was, that was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I have that, you you know, he would have known in, in, well in advance. So, yeah, that didn't go... I wouldn't well, there, 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 well, there's also the, uh, the So Sick... Um, yeah, tweet yeah. With, with the uh, Make a Wish kids. Yes, I uh, could have picked those words better. You know, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, so, I mean, communications is is not their strength. Um, but or um, you know, uh, 
admitting mistake or error or you know mis- admitting a miscommunication element you know the state or negative press element so yeah well the, what, what then they were trying to stifle like, the negative review last year i think yeah. that was if that was any other game if that was not a niche game like basketball gaming i think that would have been a much bigger deal that yeah. they were trying to bully a site uh, to do that i thought that was a real bush league move on on 2k's part and uh, uh so i said at the time i think i said on the one we're talking about on the show i said shame on them for that because yeah. that that is a, that was a really disgraceful move and i understand wanting to defend the product and if they felt the review was unfair but it wasn't it wasn't unfair they they called out and said look there's a lot of great stuff but frankly the money grab we we felt this really draw, draws the rating down that much and we stand by it and uh, yeah that that was trying to strong arm them that was that was really bad so so they've made these moves in recent years that despite the continued success of the game obviously microtransactions still make them a lot of money up 20% Again, that does surprise me because so many people were ready to swear off the game or at least microtransactions. And, and I, I haven't this year. I, I've played the game and I've every bit of VC I've got except for the pre-order VC and, and what I earned in the uh, the prelude uh, is earned in-game, yeah. basically. I haven't paid any extra for it and I'm quite happy about that on, two, on both PC and PS4 and haven't spent any money on my team or anything like that, so I'm quite happy. So it is possible, but certainly people are still doing it uh, up 20%, which is... Uh, and you're I, still disappointed? I, no? I, I, I did, uh, because I'd been away, obviously, for so long, and they had the throwback Thursday, and they had that E. Jones Hornets jersey, and because it was just, I think, within a day or a week after I got back, so, yeah, uh, you know, I only had the game four days before I, if at most, four days before I went down to Victoria for four months, so, you know, I didn't have the VC. I, I know I'd only pay $39 for the game, so it didn't feel like burning the like I was burning the bank too much and yeah well, well, that's right you you saved a bit of money already so. yeah yeah so but I I didn't want to but I I did want that jersey felt that but again it's funny like with all the stuff that they're pushing this year in terms of the store stuff and the throwback Thursdays and short short Wednesdays and all that stuff and that Barbie that Barbie comment. It's like, yeah, it, it, it has it has gone down that road. I think, oh yeah, very much so. And the, and the the other thing is, I felt there's some some disingenuous comments. There was one uh, where, where they someone broached the possibility of having multiple uh, currencies. How live has the skill points, the SP and the RP, the reward points? Yep. And uh, and Rob Jones basically said, "Oh, we'd we'd uh, we'd find that we think that would be too confusing." And now my team has three forms of currency they've got the tokens <laughs> uh they've got mt and of course vc as well so let's let's call it what it is it's not about the confusion it's about making money yeah you know? <laughs> so, which is and hey that 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 comes from the suits so i, I can't really hold it against uh, rob jones for that uh you know always has struck me as a pretty decent bloke and definitely dedicated to the game uh yeah. and i think that that is the other thing we should say is that uh i, I do believe that developers themselves do care very greatly about delivering a great encore product you know on, on you know great uh, product you know on the on the court and the virtual hardwood uh the, co- the company obviously wants to make money and that it is a business at the end of the day but i think some of the shadier stuff has to be coming from you know the, the shareholders the suits the suits the suits and, and the, the shareholders and everything so that rather than yeah and, and given to that you know there's there been that recent article that straussnick gets basically incentives like financial incentives and with regards to stock or bonuses and stuff uh, for pushing microtransactions in games. And obviously the more successful the microtransaction pushes are and the more recurrent revenue that they make uh, from from those, the, 
the bigger the bonuses he gets, and not just the the, other, the developers themselves. So yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, which there, is a there shame. Is that and and it's it's kind of it doesn't go back to to them, and they're the ones putting in the <laughs> terrible crunch time hours for all that kind of stuff. And I mean that's going on and on about that and business dealings and whatever. But I mean, you would think you would certainly want to uh, reinvest some of those uh, profits into improving the servers. That's yes. that's something I think that is. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of the way it is with a lot of businesses, I suppose. The CEOs line their pockets rather than reinvesting into the company, then wonder why things go belly up. So, well, maybe that money should have gone to infrastructure and whatnot instead of uh, your third yacht. But <laughs> you know, as as the case may be, you know, it's a whole other conversation. Uh, yeah, and, and it's they they really have kind of destroyed some of the goodwill they've had with uh, with people in, with with the gamers in, in recent years. By doing that kind of stuff, though it hasn't some, hasn't really hurt their bottom line, I suppose, just their reputation, if anything. But then again, every year people say this is my last two K, and then then we buy it anyway. I mean, I'm a content creator, so it's kind of on me to do it, to, and I budget for it every year anyway. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that's very hard to break. And I, I suppose again, because it is for for the most part, most of us most years do come to enjoy at least one mode. So I, I suppose you know, it, it, it's we are part of the problem maybe in some respects yeah. yeah i mean i i can accept that you know we are to blame you know we don't live up to some of our own rhetoric and words like i mean i didn't i held out for as long as possible in terms of things and it was just the opportunity that the game was on a sale price it was like okay and i i, I missed you know the potentially of playing online with you guys and we really actually hadn't really got to do that so ironically cause, yeah yeah because um, the game hasn't been good in that area this year or it's been more frustrating or they've basically found a way to ruin the experience with yeah with what they've done so it's like yeah it, it, it sucks because you know that was that was fun banter especially when you're having a few drinks and you play and the jokes and sure, all that stuff in it definitely yeah you know, that's, that's... that made for a fun night. You didn't need to go to a club or anything like that. You just... Yeah, it was just... Uh, well, yeah. we're, we're all men in our 30s, except for Valor, um, <laughs> who's the young one in the group, and Zizi, of course, when he joins in. Um, yeah, so it, it's a good Friday night in, basically. It was a fun Friday night in yeah. for us to play that. And that's, that is the other thing, is that even though they've got the NBA 2K League now, we, when we talked about this when we uh, relaunched the, the podcast with a discussion of how to fix 2K Pro-Am, there has been that move towards that elitist gatekeeping of now it has to be the five, you have to have a minimum five users, or all five users, I should say, to mm. to play uh, rec center or um, to have you have to have the five randoms or a couple of people and a couple of randoms filling in, uh, or you've got to have five people on the squad to play the team pro-am. It's, it's really what uh, well, it goes back to what that Reddit post uh, last year was talking about, uh, really pushing towards that elitist group and uh, being almost unwelcoming, almost disdainful towards new users. I mean, you, you go back to 2K12 when they had the, the training camp mode yeah. where you, we'd run, walk, through all, you'd walk you through all the different uh, uh, moves you could do. They've still got 2KU and they demonstrate it, but it's not quite the same mm. as actually saying, okay, now here's the way you do the move, now repeat it, and you've got to do it to move on to the next tutorial. They don't have that anymore. You know, and they've moved away from that onboarding and i uh, i talked about it compared it to mortal Kombat 11 which goes into uh, frame data you know that's how deep 
two um two MK's tutorials go in MK eleven that they're going really in deep in depth so that if people want to be competitive online online they're showing you how to do it basically yeah whereas in two K it's like if you're not already elite uh, well it's just too bad you just have to get good uh, which I don't know how you're supposed to do that if you're not playing people of your own competition your own competitive level and which is harder to do without matchmaking yeah so it's, well, you it's ha- really and, and not having to level up as fast as you can by patching as much VC as possible to level up to at least yeah. 85 so yeah so they've gone in that direction and I think you look at some of the ratings of the legends that it doesn't really seem there's as much attention to detail going into those ratings a lot of people have noted uh, incorrect uh, I suppose tendencies and badges and animations are basically copy and pasted from other players I think they said uh, like Nick Van Exel or somebody had LeBron James free throw uh, ritual <laughs> things like that so there's a lot of a sloppiness to that and and you remember a couple of years ago they were bringing in the hall of fame scale yeah for the ratings which i thought was a really good idea and i thought worked really well in 2k16 i thought they they're onto something there and it feels like they've just kind of thrown up their hands and said oh well you know it's all about every, everyone's just playing with their my players in the playground now anyway or or pro-am so yeah we, we're just kind of sort of get the ratings right and i i, I hate to sound i mean that, that sounds very dismissive I'm, I'm sure that effort is put in but it, it just feels like that attention to detail just isn't there. Like there's this, there's a distressing number of mistakes basically in yeah. things like that, and, and player animations and tendencies and all the other uh, attributes uh, on top of just individual ratings that, that's just not there anymore. And I mean, you look at some of the placeholder players on the on the retro teams, and yep. it's basically just the same player copy pasted with the same face. Yep. <laughs> uh, so if you, if you look at the 2002 Kings, it's just a row of, of white guys with headbands, bald white guys with headbands. And this is, I mean, I realize you have to be careful about having placeholder players resemble anyone because of the whole, all the lawsuits over the years have made that very difficult to, you know, you've got to be very careful about what you do, obviously. But you can at least make them not all the same face. That's just yeah. Always, <laughs> uh, like a bit of a lazy cut and paste shortcut. And, and again, I hate using the word lazy because I know developers work very hard, but that is one area where I feel that they have kind of just skimmed over it and like yeah you know and maybe it's because and, and i've wondered about this ben why we don't have as much attention on some of the retro teams now the retro content outside of my team anyway uh, you, you look at um they don't have the jordan challenge anymore any kind of challenge mode outside. again they do have the uh, historic domination in yep. my team but uh, but like a, an exhibition mode a, a separate standalone mode like the jordan challenge nba's greatest and, and i do wonder if that does come down to maybe people not feeling as well, the current generation of gamers and the newer, younger gamers not feeling as nostalgic, maybe? I mean, that's you, you go back, you know, we're talking about a decade of dominance here. Uh, NBA 2K11 was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, so back then, back then, I think there were perhaps people, more people feeling more positive about that era of basketball. I mean, you, you talk about now all the, the plumbers and dentists garbage that goes on on NBA Twitter. So maybe they feel that the fan base doesn't have that appreciation or that care. So it's maybe something they feel they can maybe not pay as much attention to. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if people are thinking, like, James Harden and and LeBron James are, like, the GOAT, it's like, um, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that being a, a relative point. Uh, maybe, too, like, it's it's not bringing in the cash value that... So it's it's a lesser priority, like... Um, I'm sure that's, that's, that's it, too, yeah. It's... Uh, it, it wouldn't bring in unless they somehow bring VC into that mode. Yeah, um, you pay VC to unlock. I, mean, I don't want to even throw out the idea because it could ha- make it. But 
you know, pre-order the game or have to use VC to unlock historical content in for play now mode, you know, or my league, that, that would be, I think that would really hurt them. I think that one might make people stand up and take notice because then they're actually really taking stuff out of the game then to, to, yeah. to, to do it. Um, but the, I think the other thing with 2K that, uh, as we as we talk about these things have annoyed us in recent years, I, I feel like I have made a few missteps in that regard. But at the same time, and, and this is where it differs from live, is that I feel with 2K, there's a lot of things where you say, well, if you just change that, if you just put a little bit more attention to that, if you be fair about VC, if you do, you know, make these small changes, I, I think it would still, it would really enhance the game. Yeah. It, they, those wouldn't be issues. Whereas with live, it's like, well, live really needs to catch do, up here or it really yeah, needs to do this. It, so, it I mean, needs to do that. It needs to implement this. It needs, yeah, it, there's a lot more. It's not just a, a, a minor adjustment in, in terms of it, it's full implementation of things. And that obviously is going to take time. And yeah. Like, the, the things that I feel that Live 20 has to be and what it realistically can be uh, is very different, I think. Yeah. Whereas I, I think Live 20 still needs to be a big release. And we, we don't mean to talk about Live in a 2K podcast, but obviously it's a, a 2K topic, I should say, in the podcast. But it, the, the comparisons are obviously going to be there. But, I mean, Live 20 can be a really good release, but it's still not going to be the release that we really wish it was, I think, in some respects, because you just can't add all that stuff within a year. Whereas... Yeah. I don't know that 2K20 will necessarily be everything I want it either because I'm sure that things won't change because it makes too much money the way it goes doing the current thing. But what I would picture 2K20 to be, I think is really doable within the space of a year yeah. because a lot of it is already there in the game. It's just a matter of tweaking this or adjusting that, bringing some balance, uh, you know, rebalancing or whatever or paying a bit more attention to some of the historical content, things like that. That's all things that you could feasibly do, even post-release with, with, with updates, for example, mm. with, with roster updates. So that, that is a big difference, again, between 2K and Live. While 2K has gone, had made a few missteps in recent years, I think it, they could get on, on course across the board so much easier because they've also they've got a game that people are enjoying already. Whereas and people are enjoying Live, but it's, it's not quite the same. I mean, you, you, I don't think you could make an esports... Um, a professional esports league at alive as it is at the moment. No. Um, I mean, there there are uh, community leagues, and obviously, you know, another shout out to uh, to Mag Gamer, who's who's doing the court battle league at the moment. But as far as a, an official partnership with the NBA, like the NBA Two K League, uh, live isn't quite there yet, unfortunately. And uh, that that's whether it goes down that path, you know, that's perhaps no something I don't want live to do, uh, because I, I think you look at that that focus on the online experience and has I think really been the driving force between cozying up to the elite gamers and the elite online gamers and taking some of the sim out of 2k because 2k you look at the early in the, early in the decade uh, 2k was such a, a unbelievably realistic product basically yeah. and i think it has actually lost some of that i, I think you look at some of the teammate ai in uh, in my career and it feels a bit dumbed down the last couple of years oh yeah um, you know you got someone that's like just picking like those you got teammates that are supposed to, you know, be all stars and, or you know, been around for like five years or so in the league, and it's like they're picking up, or well, they're like Sean Bradley's character in Space Jam. Yeah, basically, it's <laughs> so so. It, it's been disappointing to see that. I don't think it's fallen. It hasn't fallen far into the unplayable for me, at least. You know, I don't know how you feel, whether you, you know, how far you would say it's gone towards that direction. I don't think it's 
I think gone. It's it's getting close to where, and it's not just like an AI sort of thing. It's there's the animation system, the engine and stuff that they use. It's it's still so unpolished, and it's it's it's. There's a lot more. Two K eighteen nineteen had a, a lot of skating, and I'm surprised yeah. it hasn't really gotten more. No pun intended. Traction within the possible <laughs> gaming community. Uh, a lot of people have pointed it out, but it hasn't been as big a deal as it was in. Uh, I, I mean, skating. We, we really pointed out again around ten, fifteen years ago when it was a much bigger deal because yeah. it was happening a lot more often because the animation systems weren't as sophisticated as there are now. Yeah. The tech wasn't there, and we were, we were making a big fuss about it at the time. And it. it it may be a, a generational disconnect here with us, with with you and I and some of the younger gamers, that we want that sim game and they're more interested in mastering the mechanics and the online, you know, the meta gaming. That's that's what they're into. Yeah, um, the and, cheese and exploit. And, and that's something else that I, I suppose I need to acknowledge as well, especially as I get older, is that I'm not part. I'm, I'm drifting out of that primary demographic, mm. the one the one that's um, out of that demographic that wants. You know, I'm part of that demographic that wants the sim game, that wants the retro content, that wants that really all that detail, and and doesn't want to go with all the cheesy stuff online. You know, I, for a lot of people, that's just part of the game. Whereas I feel it's, I, I don't think it should be. I don't think the game should be that way. I think it should be a great representation of basketball, because 2K has been that for many years. It's it's been some of their best games have been incredibly realistic, and it's mm. been fantastic, and, and I feel it whether it's a bit of the combination of the new animation system, the new motion engine that they've got going, uh, this focus, again, on the on the metagaming and the... Uh, as, as they're trying to work out the skill gap and everything, it's haven't really mastered that. Um, but but then you look at things, uh, like like I mentioned it in a Monday Tip-Off article, if, if you go back and look at the developer diaries from year to year, and yeah. one that they were, where they were talking about how the... Um, they were talking about missed layups in 2K18, and they, and they said that the... How they didn't have the, um, the 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 shot meter on on uh, layups. Yep. And, and said that there was uh, they, they, well, they gave some reason for basically why they were missing, and then they came out for two K nineteen and Bluebird. Mike Wong said basically, oh yeah, we found very late there was a problem with it, so we uh, artificially nerfed layups as a band aid fix. So we're not even getting the full truth year after year. So we <laughs> it's hard to even. Yeah, exactly. trust the developer diaries because one thing what, they were selling it as a feature, and they said layups are going to be difficult, and they were selling it as a feature rather than a band aid fix for a problem. They realized too late in the new motion engine, and yeah, I, I was quite again. I was I wondered why we didn't have more of a, a fuss in the community about that because I, so that was again. I don't like to use the word lie because people throw around the word lie way too easily when it comes to video games. Like oh. Uh, 2K lied about this and said, actually, no, they never said they would. You just assume they'd have it, and they don't. That's they, if, they, if they didn't say it, they, it can't be a lie. Um, but I did feel a bit lied to there, and you might say, oh, well, you've been doing this long enough, Andrew, to to know. But the developer diaries have usually been pretty forthcoming with 2K and in-depth. So I think that was one thing where I was like, they, they really need to be more transparent about that yeah. the year before. And I know that's kind of saying... I mean, it's hard for them because then you're trying to sell a game, obviously, and, and tout it. But it's it's like we said before. Then they just throw the last year's game under the bus and reveal all the problems that they tried to sell as brand new, wonderful features. And it's kind of like, how do you get hyped for the new game when you realize how many times you've been misled in previous years? Yeah. Uh, I, I and it goes back to something I said earlier. I, I think they need 
their PR and communication needs a lot of a lot of work, frankly. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, again, like was it the patch note last year? It was like three sentences, and we waited what two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that's it took you two weeks to come up with three three sentences of, yeah. of patch notes. Yeah, no, there's stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, that I mean, that being said, I've you know I, I've actually had a lot of fun with two K nineteen. I know you. I guess you've come into it a bit late, so I think with with you maybe and maybe I'm off the mark here, but I feel because you got it late, you've been trying to catch up so you can play with us online. So I think it's been the grind's been even worse for you. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I can see that, and I think it's been the disappointment that we haven't got to do the online stuff that we will, you know, that we we're yeah. hoping to do in there, and you know, because yeah, you know, some of the guys haven't been happy with the game at all. Oh, X and Valor, I think, are pretty much done with the game at this point. So yeah. it's kind of you, and you, Kenny it, and I, yeah. mostly, yeah. And, you know, even so, like, I, I think there's only been what, once, I think, maybe we've got to play with Kenny online. It's only been a I've couple been of back. times, the three of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not panned out, obviously, the way it was, it was, turns out, like, the, the things that, yeah, you know, I missed enjoying. Really didn't get to happen in the end, and mm. and you know, again with some of the decisions they made with the pro am thing, with being five players only, and yeah, it, it's really taking us all out of the experience. And again, some of the animation choices, some of the even the build choices, I guess, like you know, I think that's been an area with X's character, he hasn't really been able to join it because of yeah. the cost in being able to make a second player and go through even a part of that grind factor, it's not worth it. It's not feasible, no. And that, that is it takes problem, too yeah. long, yeah. I mean, again, this is an area where live is doing better in, in terms of things. It's like, why... Well, have enjoyed this build, but I want to do something different. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg or in, mm. in money or in time because, yeah, you, you can do it relatively quickly. A lot of the items transfer over, and like all the cosmetic items transfer over, and some of the traits and that and badges and that will cross over, you know, if you've already earned it. So, you know, part of that Yeah, and I think this is a place where 2K's success, where 2K has become a victim of its own success because... Yeah. Live is doing some great things in that regard as far as being able to have a couple of players. Again, the system with reward points for cosmetic items and skill points for skill upgrades. Yeah. So you, you've got... Uh, that's a really good system for Live, and it's something I wish 2K would do. thing is, 2K has absolutely no incentive to do that because yeah. the game is so successful selling and the recurrent revenue uh, earnings. Why, why would they do that? Just just to be nice to gamers? Well, you know, they are. there is a business at the end of the day. So unfortunately, it's one of those things where you, you look at right stick dribbling, for example, a gameplay mechanic. Yeah. That was too good of an idea for it not to adopt in some way. Yeah. So that was inevitable that they would take ideas from two K from from live in that respect, and uh, and even uh, even possibly pro am because I mentioned this in an article on Friday Five the other week. But I, I was at an NBA Live sixteen event and, and playing their version of live pro am when two K unveiled 2k pro-am for 2k 16 and there was people like oh you know some of the guys at EA like really that's you know they kind of got the jump of us on the name as well yeah uh on, on the announcement of the mode and the name 
but yeah, it, it was, I know there was disappointment there with uh, with, with EA. You know, obviously with getting two K getting the jump on the name, um, but whatever, whatever the case may be, there two uh, K has taken ideas from Live, which I think both. I think they, if there's if one of them has a good idea, as I said before, there's no reason to say, oh well, two K's already done that. You know, we can't do our own version of it or vice versa because I think it's worked out very well for both games. But you know, two- and, and, and if you know, if it's something that's helping the game reflect sim basketball, which they're both trying to yeah. do, then there's no harm, no foul there. If it's trying to replicate the same thing in, in terms of the actual sport and that. So, but you know, I, I can understand with modes and that, you know, if, if it's a copy and cut and copy paste mode and all that stuff, I can understand that there'd be more of a, um, uh, you know, a bit of sort of backlash against, you know, doing that. Sure. But yeah, if it's, but if, if it's like I said, if it's recreating the actual same experience in terms of actual gameplay, then it's, yeah. If, if, it's, a, if it's a good idea for the type of game it is, it's something to consider uh, yeah. implementing. Um, but as as far as things like the reward points, skill points, 2K doesn't have any incentive to do that, to, to copy that idea, because the, what they've got... Uh, is working out very well for them from a business standpoint, and people, uh, gamers seem to accept it as as part of the experience. Uh, to that end, um, obviously, I think two K, two K being as great as it has and becoming the powerhouse that it has, has been good for basketball gaming. I think, uh, but is it also fair to say that it, the dominance that it's had, uh, whether it's you know, taking out live and making it difficult for live to come back and not having that alternative and, and being able to basically get away with doing things like the microtransactions and everything. Has it, has the dominance also been bad for basketball gaming? Is that fair to say that in some ways it's not been great to have such a disparity between the two uh, leading brands? Well, the two, top, yeah. the two, two, you know, the two longest running brands, I guess. Yeah, I, I'd say that's fair. And I think it's, it's just in, in terms of um, it being true, like, you know, one is, and you know, it, it's what happened with EA. You know, they got they thought they could stay on top forever, and whether who knows, one day whether it might not happen for a few years and that. But you know, EA or you know, if someone else decides to enter the market, you know, they could say, all right, well, we've looked at both of these games. This is some of the areas where they fail to meet where they could go you know really sort of drop the ball in these areas we can market the game in, the, in this way and we can we can improve it these areas here here and here then yeah then there could be someone to come in and dethrone 2k in it in terms of that so it, it can be done it and you know there it, it just be it would either have to be ea really a, putting in the money and expanding the dev team, you know, not just, yeah. not just beyond the Madrid aspect. You know, that's only, from what I understand from what I remember, is like maybe like 24 jobs or something like that, maybe a couple more, 48. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe doubling the size of the team. Uh, it, it, and, I mean, they have to invest the resources. The they have to invest the time, the money, the resources to, to catch up, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, having the engine that will do the work that's required, obviously it's not looking like Frostbite's going to be able to do it. I have actually seen an article that 
EA are apparently working on an engine that will hopefully be better for next gen. I'll have to relook at this article again, but it seems like there is some forward planning, and hopefully, you know, it's not. Hopefully, it it will uh, be more functional in in adaption and stuff like, that, especially for the different sports like. Because, like we stated the other week, that Frostbite was more designed for a first-person shooter game. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so. It needs to be adaptable for different types of games in that sort of sense. And this is kind of what that article does mention from, from memory. Like, uh, I should have... I think that was the article I was thinking of prior to recording in that, so I do right. apologize. So, um, so, yeah, I'll share that. And when we sort of go into further discussion with... If we're doing, like, a sort of live thing... In terms yeah. of what can it do? I'm, I'm sure we'll circle back to live and yeah. what it needs to do moving forward. So um, yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is EA is obviously in the best position to to do to contend with 2K. Yeah. But anyone else coming in, I mean, we saw what happened with Playgrounds is that they came in and uh, kind of uh, 2K ended up meeting with them, which uh, I feel like 2K wants to basically do what EA did with Madden and yeah. almost have the and because of course now they've brought Playgrounds under the 2K umbrella as well. Which which has worked out in some ways for the game. But, uh, I discussed the uh, putting the two K and two K playgrounds in a Monday tip up a while ago, and noting that while it's really done some great things like bringing Jordan into the game and Kobe and Kareem, uh, it's also brought in microtransactions as well and cosmetic items that you know purchasable uh, cosmetic items, which is a very two K move. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of if they're looking to get a monopoly, I don't think a two K monopoly is going to be any better in the long run than an EA monopoly because we've seen. How, how having that dominance in the last couple of years, how they have done some things that really, if, if it was more competitive at the moment, if it was more like it was 10 years ago where they were going... Toe-to-toe. Were, was toe-to-toe and more head-to-head, uh, in, the, the more neck-and-neck, neck, I should say, in sales, then, you know, maybe they don't do some of the things that they've done as far as pushing them, them envelope with microtransactions. Uh, I mean, the ba- I think the backlash last year, 2K18, was a wake-up call because I've never seen... That, that's the most public backlash there's been against a 2K game and the, re- the review bombing and everything. I think that kind of took them by surprise that people didn't just lap that up, that people that there was a pushback on that and that yeah, and it and that the Metacritic score wasn't favourable and even took a hit, uh, you know, from... Uh, users were saying that li- felt that Live 18 was uh, more enjoyable than uh, than 2K18, you know, and we can, we can debate that all we like, but the fact of the matter is <laughs> there was a big backlash against 2K18 and to 2K's credit, they did walk back on it a little bit. You know, they they took away, but they took away the the you know paying having to pay for haircuts and everything. Again, this is not a Barbie game, but we're going to the barbers and paying for haircuts. Yep. You know, just putting it out there again, and I don't mean to harp on it, but it it just highlights how ridiculous that quote was from Ronnie 2K. Absolutely disgraceful and, and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but the, it's one of those things where you're glad that they listen that they listen to it, but you, at the same time, you think if they ha- if nobody had kicked up a fuss, how, would have, uh, uh, yeah. it wouldn't have changed. And that's maybe how, a bit cynical, but yeah, I, I can't help but feel that way. You know, how much further would they have pushed it for two K nineteen if there wasn't that backlash? If there wasn't, yeah. And then yeah, next year, and next year, and especially that you know they want to please shareholders and they want to make more money and da da da. Uh, it's like. They're just going to find ways of doing that, and you know, well, the, the, yeah, people have said that oh, there was no complaints about Visa in the early days. Well, there were, yeah. but as it's got worse over time. Two K, two K fourteen, there was backlash with the VC. Mm. They they walked off it, they backed off. Yeah, and then they started to bring it back again in a big way. 
and as it's become more of an issue, the complaints have gotten louder. I mean, that's that's just common sense. When when it's not as much of a problem, there's not as much of an outcry. That's sort of that's just logic, really. Um, so it's unfortunate that it's gone that way, but at the same time, I do think that they, they are still delivering, for the most part, a, a pretty damn good experience across the board. And again, the big thing is, as I said, is is being able to appeal to so many parts of the basketball gaming demographic that if you like the playground, you've got the playground. If you like the the prime experience, they've got prime at, team prime and walk on, despite the issues with the, the user limit this year, you know that, that that's still in the game. You can. You can get a game. It's just a bit harder. There's a bit of gatekeeping there, but the modes are still there. My team is deep as ever. My league, fantastic, and and all the historical content as well. So there is so much to the game. So it's great that we do have that game. And 2K, I think, has certainly not been lazy for the most part. You know, that that would be unfair to say that they've certainly pushed the envelope with the games, pushed the envelope with the microtransactions. Not so good in that respect, but they, but they have pushed pushed themselves and added more and more. Uh, missteps along the way, but Live did that as well. Even even at Live's peak, Live's you know, Live two thousand three. Remember, it brought, it brought us freestyle control, but it also brought us really kind of arcade style of uh, an arcade take on the sim style, basically with the rocket the rocketing blocks all the way to the other end of the court and the big yeah. moving sound effects. I mean, Live had its missteps here and there, even when it was the brand leader. So that it it happens. Uh, so it, it's been great that we've had. Especially with with EA not pushing the envelope and not really being as innovative after that, after it peaked in the early to mid two thousands, the fact that two K, uh, you know, picked up the you know, picked, picked up the loose ball so to speak and uh, and, and made, turned it into points, you know, to use the basketball metaphor there, um, hand fisted as it may be, uh, but the fact that two K actually, you know, they came through and they continued to come through for years has been great for basketball gaming. But I do think at the same time, unfortunately, there is a dark side or a downside to that success, which is that they have got this a virtual monopoly now with, with the sales and, and reputation and everything uh, that they can kind of do anything they want. with light, And it, it just shows why competition is so important because that that is... Well, we've had great games for the, from 2K in the past decade. Uh, I think we've really missed having that competition because we don't have the, that alternative and you don't have the two games keeping each other honest as far as you know, not gouging the audience, I suppose. But but then again, there's been changes in, in gaming as well, so it's it's hard to say, um, you know, if, if both games were at the top of their game and going head-to-head uh, with the way gaming is going, is it also fair to say that maybe they'd still be doing the microtransactions because, again, everyone is doing it. So mm. there, there is that aspect to it. Um, but I, I do think there have been great games during this decade of dominance uh to bring it back to to that uh what what would be your favorite 2k game from the uh the past decade or so um i think i think in a way as this there'll kind of be four in terms of it and i'll obviously oh or, or your favorite one it doesn't be a single yeah. favorite if you want to get yeah. Yeah. the ones All that right. stand out because there's been what 10 11 of them so yeah, yeah. It's, Okay, so obviously 2K11, obviously, you know, the whole mm-hmm. deep set thing when it went to the whole Michael Jordan thing, obviously that was that yep. was huge in terms of that. Uh, 14, because of the visual impact and, you know, it feeling like next-gen. Yeah, okay, there's some areas where it, could, where it, it, it didn't quite gel in terms of things. But I remember playing a lot of it. I remember uploading a lot of clips of it. Mm-hmm. 
because you, you did play a lot of my career that year, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and I scored like 129 points in one of the games and all that stuff, which is kind of cool. And and but yeah, obviously the way they implemented VC in the sort of system there, but yeah, it was its it was its big visual jump, and it was you know what and the, and the lighting aspect of it that that sort of gave it that real pop, and sort of was like this is what next gen should should have feel like. Um, but I think in ways 2K16, the the bucket system for the VC, even though I guess I'm hate hate VC and all, but you know when you're up trying to upgrade attributes and stuff, the bucket system there, and even like the gym aspect, the Gatorade gym aspect, like doing the jump, the vertical jump thing, that was I miss that aspect of it. Um, it wasn't so much the story aspect because it was living the dream and that, but yep. there was there was a couple little things in there. Um, and, you know, it was when we started playing Pro-Am. And I think 2K17 with the final one with in, in regards to how, how much we really got to enjoy Pro-Am. And, okay, there was a lot of patches, but... For the most part, it was in, enjoyable, except for when, yeah, the constant updates here and there when it was trying to rebalance and retune, uh, retune, retune the online experience and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I think those to me have probably been the things that I've enjoyed most out of those games over the last ten years. So I yeah, I feel very very similar. Certainly about two K eleven. You know, I think that's. Uh was a tremendous game, a landmark release. Uh, even if, I think even if they'd come out with NBA Live 11, you know, not, if NBA League 11 had never been a thing and they just updated NBA Live 10 to NBA Live 11, and uh, which in hindsight they should have done. Yeah. Um, but even if they'd, they'd done that, I think what they did with the leap forward in controls, they, they refined ISO motion a bit that year as well. Uh, they hadn't got the right stick dribbling in yet, but it was one of the better implementations of the old ISO motion system. Uh, the Jordan Challenge, obviously, because we never thought we'd see anything like that. Yeah. And that, that has been the cool thing about 2K uh, in, in this past decade, is that it's done a lot of things that, with the retro teams and everything. We said, oh, that'll never happen. You know, they'll, they'll never be able to license that, and or, you know, Michael Jordan especially, but certainly all the retro teams. Because yeah. we, we'd seen Legends in live and 2K before, yeah. but never to that extent, and not the full retro team. So we saw that, and it was, real, it was awesome. Um, and 2K is a fun game to play as well, so I really do think it, it stands up. Is it the best 2K still? Eh, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, I know it's in there in the Snoop Dogg song, but remember, he did record that song when it was the new game, so yeah. <laughs> a little bit of bias on that respect. Um, uh, 2K13, I really love as well, because that was when I got into my career. Yeah. Um, it took me a bit to get into the current generation. I'm actually looking, as I wind up, probably as I get a bit sick of playing 2K19, Live19, and I, I go back and play some old games here and there, you know, Obviously for Wayback Wednesday features and, and such, but also just to change things up when I get a bit sick of the current games. Uh, I, I'm looking to go back to 2K14, 15 and see if my opinion changes. Uh, I think 15 is one that I've played a little bit in recent times where I've thought uh, here and there for when I need to get screenshots or whatever for a feature. Uh, and, and I've thought that that's a bit better than I remembered it. Um, 2K17, I definitely loved um, as well because I played well <laughs> into the second season of that one in, in my career and had all, that, all those uh, Prime games, as you said. Uh, I, I thought that was a really solid release across the board. And, and funnily enough, this, this may be some recency bias, but I have enjoyed 2K19 so much that I, I'm almost you know, to the end of my second regular season in my career, playing yep. 82 games, 12-minute quarters. 
so that's that's how much I've been putting into it. Uh, I mean, I'm always loath to include the latest game because there is that recency bias, but I do think 2K19, from my enjoyment with it, uh, I, I do have my quibbles, obviously, and I've mentioned them many times on the show since uh, September, but I do think that it is uh, one of the games I've enjoyed most in the in the past 10 years of, uh, of 2K. So, and I mean, I've had fun with other games in between 2K16, as you said, I thought was a very good release as well. Uh, I, I like 2K17 a little bit more. I think I got into it uh, a bit more. Um, yeah, probably 2, 2K11, uh, 2K, 2, in no particular order, 2K11, 2K13, 2K17, 2K19. And I'll probably throw 2K12 in there because of NBA's greatest. I thought it was really good. So that'd probably be my, my top five of the past 10 years. Okay. I'll also mention, like, with 2K16, I forgot to mention as well, is... The the way you play determined your attribute, not or your archetype, and not. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's something Kenny and I were talking about last week's show as well. The how the archetypes, and we've seen how the hybrid archetypes have gotten a bit broken as well, and OP and yeah, or whatever. So yeah, I think for me that was when the game was good. And I remember talking to John about that when he was asking when he, you know when he started up it. Obviously, you know, working in two K TV and all that stuff and. Uh, yeah, that for me, I think, was what I enjoyed most, because yeah, it was more determined on the way you played. So it eliminated an element of cheese and exploitiveness in terms of things. Like, the, I mean, despite those who played on the easiest mode to unlock these attributes and stuff, but I think there's, I think there were some ways they could have gone about it. Like mm. I think we've mentioned before, like if it's not on the easy, you know, maybe it's technically harder like in technical it's it takes Take, a little takes bit long. longer well, yeah. they kind of did that with my points this year where if yeah. you because they brought back the difficulty multiplier on my points okay. for the uh for the badge xp this year in 2k19 not not there's no multiplier on the vc but there is on the uh, yeah of course not <laughs> uh, of course not no on, on the my points so they've kind of brought that back so i think they they did but whether it's there's uh, i think um, there wasn't as much cheese i think in 2k16 and 17 uh, yeah, i, 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 I do think um Moving forward, I, I do think they're going to have to sort that out. Uh, really, the fact that they've got a limited amount of uh, archetypes that they use in the NBA 2K League, I, I think that's really indicative of maybe you need to cut back in the regular game as well because there are, it shows that there are so many archetypes that are OP and broken. Yep. So I, I think you, I, I really think the 2K League should be a kind of a testing ground for, in some respects for the... Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously the game is a testing ground for the Pro League, but the Pro League, I think, also demonstrates how that the the game that the rest of us are playing, the rest of us plebs are playing, is um, <laughs> uh, how it could be improved because you want the same balance for the league really should be the same kind of balance for the rest of us as well and, and matchmaking and everything. Um, moving forward, uh, I think 2K is going to continue to be a very dominant title. I, I, of course, I want to see live catch up and, and be a viable alternative as well. And you know, we, we, we talked about what live needs to do a few shows ago. Uh, with, with 2K moving forward, though, I do think they need to uh, focus on making it more accessible again and not just having getting rid of some of that gatekeeping crap that's been has been leaching into the game yeah. in recent years. Um, it is such a popular title. It has something for everyone. Make sure it's welcoming to everyone. Uh, be as fair as possible with the microtransactions. I mean, they're not going anywhere until the bubble bursts on the whole situation with gaming, and that may or may not happen anytime soon. We <laughs> remains to be seen. Uh, and I think just pay a bit more attention to some of the things like uh, ratings and the, and the retro players. Yeah, um, and, and, 
really address some of the legacy issues. Like, really legacy, play nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do you think they'll kind of just carry over? Oh, to next gen? Yeah, like, in terms of just basically porting from the same engine, or do you think they'll um, really... I, 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 do you, or do you think it's kind of reached its its peak and they'll have to bite the bullet eventually? And Well, it's it's kind of... You know, if people talk about how uh, Live has never... It hasn't had a new engine. It's, it's you're all being fooled, for example. Ignite's just a name. It's the same engine. And I say, no, you can definitely see there are things that aren't the same. And it's the same with 2K. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's the same company making the same kind of engine for the same kind of game. So there's going to yeah. be similarities, which means if there's if there's flaws in their design, and I think both companies have done this, that they've replicated their flaws even as they've gone to new engines, basically, because you know it's it's the same people, same group, same company making yeah. these engines and, and doing the same thing. So it's stylistically, it's going to be the same to some extent. Um, I, I think I, I could see 2K just porting and sticking with what they've got. Um, in, in the short term, unless they're working on something that, that's, that's going to be ready. Because uh, they've, they've introduced the new motion engine halfway through this generation, yeah. which, which was interesting. So I don't think they're going to abandon it. It may be refined. It may work even better on, on the new uh, new tech. So you know, that remains to be seen. But my, their history suggests that whatever they do, it's, it's really they're not going to go for that drastic change because we've seen what, it, what it's done to live, going yeah. to that drastic change. So I think it's, they're basically going to play it a lot safer in that respect. So I, I do think it's going to be, um, I, I don't think they're going to have the same teething problems to the same extent. Uh, do, do you think they'd, they'd do it? Do you think they've got anything uh, up their sleeve? Or If anything, it'd be like mild upgrades to the current engine, but mm. I can That's really, I mean, yeah. yeah, I, I think it'll be, I, th- I, I don't think they'll do it. And that's a shame because you, you know, even like this gen, we start, We've been seeing like you know things that have been in there for a couple of generations in terms of like yeah like uh, we're talk- we're, yeah we're even talking like um, the well, quality of online online servers I think is something they also really especially now that they're doing a professional esports league oh yeah uh, they it's they really need to have that uh, you know. That, that needs to be a better experience. They, there can't be as many connection issues. And look, they can say, oh, it's your connection, it's this, but when it's, it's, happening, when it's happening to so many people um, who, who are not having problems with any other games, yeah, you know, and look, Australia is, is, is another thing because our internet's not fantastic. Where, you know, it's, I'm sure that if you're in North America, you're having a much better experience. On, and probably, I think you're also probably going to get more uh, five-on-five things. I, I think that's affected us more in Australia than it has... Um, in the states and, the, and Canada, yeah, getting getting five users together. Although I have seen the same complaints from other people, so I, it's not just us, but maybe it hits us a bit harder. Uh, but, but but getting rid of that kind of gatekeeping stuff as well, and improving the quality of the online experience, both from the gameplay balance and also the technical issues of uh, disconnections and lag and all that kind of stuff. That's uh, that's that's still so much worse than uh, in other games that it's it can't just you know I don't care what that. I don't, I don't care what that uh, error message says. It is not my connection. Yep. Because it's happening to too many of us. Uh, and, and while not having problems with other games. So that that's ridiculous. Um, I, I'd also... Minor issue, but I'd also get them to rewrite a lot of their error messages because they're weirdly passive-aggressive, but that comes down to their PR communications <laughs> um, skills or lack thereof. 
Um, yes, yeah, so they need to address those legacy issues moving forward because some of them have have been in there for kind of a lot of the decade of dominance, basically, especially the cheap interceptions yeah. have been a problem. And I think certainly 2K18-19 with this new motion system, you see a lot of those can turnovers and things that it's really obvious that... Oh, yeah. The game oh, yeah. has decided you're going to make a turnover now, as opposed to, well, that wasn't a silly pass. That wasn't a risky pass at all, but it's turned into one for no yep. reason, except that it's time to generate a turnover. It feel, And it, there's that artificial feel. So I think that's going to be a big thing moving forward for, li- for Live and 2K, actually, is to get rid of those canned moments or, I suppose, mask them better, is what I put it in Monday Tip-Off. You know, you, it, it is a video game, so you, there's a, there are limitations to what you can do. It's... Uh, you know, as much as we want to play, don't play video games, play basketball, as Desire says. You know, he's immortal words. But they are video games at the end of the day, so you are limited to what you can program. So the trick is to mask the uh, the inner workings of the game, basically, I think. So, <laughs> so you don't see those canned moments. You know, they're there, that's how the game is working, but it, it that it feels and looks more organic. And I think that will be a big challenge. And maybe that will come down to a new engine, an engine change or enhancements. But I think it will be mostly uh, polishing up the... Um, the current the current engine um yeah uh, for me like what i was trying to address before it's like and i was i've noticed it or noted to you while we're playing online and that is that live 07's procedural uh awareness uh demo tech demo that they showed for yeah for like i said live 07 is far more oppressive than what i'm seeing in terms of the foot planning and and like being able to when you turn your player around and stuff like that um, is better than what 2K19 has. Other things that sort of been bothering me lately in terms of it, in like the animation aspect, is you're playing defense and your player's not turning around quick enough. Like it's taking too many steps backwards before mm. it they notice to, uh, yeah, essentially turn around and and chase the defender and and that or recognize that the defender's already blown by them in that sort of sense. Um, and Another instance of this is, you know, if you t- say you're playing defense up high and along the three-point line, um, and you're standing in front of, or technically behind the player, they're still facing the wrong direction, and that. And uh, I'm hoping that I clipped a moment, like saved a moment where it was really obvious that the player wouldn't turn around, and even though they, they you think in a in a real life situation. This person would have turned around and yep. like, so yeah, that there's this this sort of unnaturalness and, and it, it hasn't. I'm pretty certain it's been in the games, but it hasn't been as bad as this year in terms of things. And again, whether this is because they're still trying to fine tune the the new motion engine and stuff, but yeah, there's just some things that I'm really noticing and in, in I've been playing while I've been back is that there's there's an element of unpolished that needs to go back into it all and. Yeah, so I think I think those things will need to be done, and um, uh, clipping to a degree isn't like, especially I'm not noticing like you know clipping through bodies as much anymore. So compared to like last year and year before, so there well, is some... also, body steals are there. My, my big thing is when the CPU can clip through or, or yeah. warp the, warp it back into their hands and kind of yo-yo the ball back and keep the dribble, yeah. but you lose the dribble. It, it's it's weird lack of balance there. And I yeah. suppose people don't see it if they're playing online. And and that's the other thing. How do you cater to this demographic? Because there's the online. There's such a divide between online and offline gamers, and what's important and what needs to work. And uh, a lot of snide stuff coming from a lot of online gamers about how 
about offline games like yeah but there's a lot of toxicity online <laughs> that's, yeah. you know not we've both got some issues and we've also got some valid points um but i mean to, we to that end um you know at the end of our nba live 20 our trusting the process uh what we talked about uh crossing the process with nba live and its comeback uh yeah i was making its comeback uh, we, we talked about what we expected of NBA Live 20, and we said it needs to be a big release, and we think it can be and should hopefully be, but we're not totally sure. Uh, as we look ahead to NBA 2K20, uh, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, are you feeling like taking a year off, or do you do you think that they will be able to make some of these small adjustments, or small adjustments maybe, maybe putting it a bit too lightly, but making some of these adjustments to what's already in the game and, and delivering a 2K20 that you'd be really happy about? I, I think at this point... It is looking like a year off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's also a sense around the room in terms of our, our crew and all our pro-am team is that, you know, it, the enjoyment's not there for what we used to do. From So it's it's really kind of dropped the ball from 2K17 in terms of that pro-am experience. And, you know, for me, that was, yeah, that was the huge thing that I was wanting to try and do this year is, have, have that like experience like we did with 2k17 yeah for sure but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to um i, I feel that i may take the I'll, I'll get the game because content creator so i'm going to get the game yeah and uh I, and collector as well so i'm kind of glutton for punishment in there in fact i'll probably once again get it on pc and ps4 i'll probably get the two copies as i always do one for modding and personal use and one for potentially online um but i think I know I said it last year, but I think this may be... I may take a break from the, the micro uh, the micro uh, because I've played a lot of it, obviously, and there's a lot of other modes I'd like to check out, but especially if we're not playing it online, yeah. Um, there's if we're not meeting up to, to be the crew, to be a crew, or you know, to do Playground or, or Pro-Am, uh, yeah, there's really no... The, the incentive for me to build up a player is not there. And I've, I haven't really... I've really enjoyed single-player micro this year, don't get me wrong, but it's, I kind of got hooked on it so that I could uh, develop my player, and that's kind of gone to waste, I suppose. I feel very accomplished, much as you can playing a video game, I suppose. But I, I you know, I've enjoyed my time with my career, as I said. But if if I don't have to build up a player to take them online, if we're not doing that, and I, I feel like we may not, the way we've all been feeling about it, uh, it may be my return to the franchise modes, or spend more time with my team and an ultimate team, for example, um, moving forward. I think 2K20 is going to be another fantastic release uh, in, in many respects, but I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing is trying to balance the game between online and offline. And yeah. if it is geared more towards online and offline is kind of an afterthought with, with some of the realism of the strategy and the, and the sim aspect of the game, mm. uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that being a disappointment in that regard. Um, and but I, I still think it's going to be pretty good, but but yeah, it's um, I, I'm leaning towards giving my career away next year. It, but it depends on how we all feel about the game and and uh, and everything. But uh, I think I think it's going to be another successful game. I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's not. It's going to be dropping to the two million sales or anything anytime soon. I think it's going to sell well and continue to do the great business. Uh, and and hopefully it, it is. You know that they. Don't go too far down that road that was talked about in the Reddit post, where it's really going to the uh, MMOification, you called it, of, of NBA 2K. That it, that it doesn't go too far down that path, and that they can bring it back a bit as far as uh, as, as putting that sim style in there for the offline play, if nothing else. 
yeah. and having that uh, having that balance and and just making it welcoming to everyone. I really think they need that match, proper matchmaking for the online modes because yeah, um, I agree. Because because without it, how, how do new people come? They, you you know new people come in, and this is again pointed out in the Reddit post. You come onto the game, you get thrashed and thrashed, and you you can't keep up because you got to you got to do well to uh, you got to do well to improve your player, but you got to improve your player to do well. So yep. and, and even if you pay for the boost up to eighty five overall on day one, or just up to about eighty or so, depending on how much PC you buy. Uh, you've still got to grind for badges and things like that, and you and you've still not this the school gap is still going to be there, so there really needs to be different playgrounds, better matchmaking in uh, in pro am, get rid of the the whole situation with with five users, bring it back, make it accessible to everyone. Uh, I, I think for the moment it's too big to fail, but I think it could go to a really bad direction uh, very quickly if it, if it continues to make some of these decisions, and I, I hope it doesn't because two K is too capable of offering. A fantastic virtual basketball experience to do some of the things that they've done. So I do hope they they can rein it in, and I do hope they can continue to polish the the motion engine and things like that. Because uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we know people on the development team, and we know they give a damn. You know, yeah. it's, we can say we, we say we like about uh, community reps, or and we, and we do say things about com- various community reps, um, or, or the or the the company and, and some of the business decisions. But we do know that the developers do very much care about the game, uh, so I hope that they can achieve the goals that I know they have on their roadmap, or you know that I would assume they have on their roadmap as far as making it the best game possible and what they're trying to do and be innovative, because uh, they've done a great job of innovating and it's, they've picked up the slack where Live has treaded water and then uh, sunk. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, 2K has you know built built a bigger bigger sh- ship basically and and sailed through those rough waters. Um, and I don't, I don't want to take that metaphor too much further because I don't know really what I want to say with it. But uh, you could end up like the Titanic. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's certainly there's, you know, is there an ice? If, if they keep going this way, is there an iceberg in their in the uh, in their future? Uh, <laughs> Running at the, hope... at the mast. Okay, I can smell that ice from miles away. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not an iceberg game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is not, this is not a sailing simulator. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope it does succeed. Basically, I don't think we, we we would lose greatly if either game dropped out. But certainly, uh, at, at this time, and I hate to say this, being such a supporter of NBA Live as I am, but if one was to go downhill, I think it would be a lot worse if it was two K, uh, ha- given how deep the experience is. Unless, of course, um, EA bought two K or something <laughs> and, then, and brought all the developers over and, and gave them. Uh, the creative freedom to do everything, uh, what they what they were doing with two K, um, yeah, it's. I, I don't want either of them to sink, but but certainly I think it would be a for, for all the our complaints about two K. I guess as I, as I you know to sum it all up for me, for all our complaints and some of the negatives of them being so dominant, you know, have, being able to get away with some things that really they shouldn't. Uh, I think it has made for a lot of fun experiences on the virtual hardwood and some really great games. You know, we we, we mentioned some of the ones that we feel stand out for us. On this generation, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it's it's been good, but uh, yes, some unfortunate downsides. But it's it's also brought us a lot of fun. So uh, take the good with the bad, I guess, and hope for uh, a hit with two K twenty. A green so. a green release with two K twenty. How about that? <laughs> out of the bat and or out of the box in that sense, and yeah, like like what Live Ten was, it was good out of the box, and it, and hopefully not like what Patch Two does. Yes, no, no more patch number twos. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, that's a, a decade of dominance for NBA 2K. And uh, we, I know we talked a bit about live but as well, but it's inevitable comparisons are not banned, you know. The yeah, and two again, names. again we, we needed to acknowledge where some of the other aspects of the failure. And again, I, I'll draw that back to the Microsoft uh, and play, Sony thing from, from this generation. That It was because a lot of these sort of failings that helped bring, like in, in, in this case, the other company great success in that sort of way and how the other company had to play catch-up and, and all that stuff from there out. So, yeah. Well, competition's a good thing at the end of the day. Yeah. In the, in, the, in the NBA and on the virtual hardwood as well. So, it's... <laughs> So with that being said, uh, let us know what you think about the decade of dominance for NBA 2K. Uh, what are your favorite games from the past 10 years, or if you have any other favorites from the uh, the first 10 years, I suppose, of NBA 2K, since it's been around since uh, 99 itself. So it's celebrated its 20th uh, anniversary, of course, with the LeBron release and NBA 2K, LeBron cover, I should say, for NBA 2K19, the uh, um, 20th anniversary edition. And uh, yeah, so let us know your thoughts on uh, what we spoke about this week. And in addition to any comments on the show, you can also leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe there if you'd like that to be your platform of choice. You can also find us on various podcatching apps, including Stitcher and Podcast Addict. Or you can keep streaming the show on the NLSC itself, as long as you're tuning in each and every week and enjoying the show. That is the main thing. You can also connect with us on social media. On Twitter and Facebook, we are the NLSC. On Instagram, we are NLSC Basketball. On YouTube, we are NBA Live Series Center. And of course, give a look to the NLSC itself, nba-live.com everything we do for basketball video games. But yes, that will do it for episode number 285 of the NLSC podcast. Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm RK. Go get buckets, everyone. <laughs>